Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 29th of July, 2021 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Part of what a podcast host does is to find a gentle or sometimes not so gentle segue into the stories for each podcast. But today, I don't know exactly how I will achieve that. As a woman, I really feel that I might be missing some of the important information needed to find an appropriate way to move into our first story from Mustafa. You know what? I think even that might be going a little too far. Look, our first story is from Mustafa, and our second is from Jenny. I think you'll be able to find the connecting points from both stories on your own without any nudges from me. This week, you're on your own. Before we get to today's stories, though, a hearty thanks goes out to our fantastic hometown listeners. Like you, we have felt our spirits lifted by the success of our athletes in the Olympic Games. Add Oil Team Hong Kong. Huge hellos go out to our overseas listeners as well. This week in particular to listeners in Walton-on-Thames in the UK, Basserdorf in Switzerland, and Melbourne in Australia. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. And we have a sponsor for this episode. Did you know that Hong Kong wastes more than 1,500 tons of bread every day? That's why Breer is here to spearhead an anti-waste revolution. This Hong Kong-made craft beer brews planet-saving beer using the city's surplus bread. Soon, they'll launch a pale ale made from white bread in craft beer stores near you. Sounds good, doesn't it? Drink exceptional beer while helping your favorite city deal with food waste. Stay tuned and get updates on Instagram at BreerHK. That's B-R-E-E-R-H-K. And, of course, Hong Kong stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with a story from our May 2021 show that had the theme Curious, here is Mustafa. At the age of 11, I'm sitting in my room in front of my first ever computer, wondering what to do. I'm all alone in the house and have some time to kill before getting ready to go to the mosque. I'm staring at the screen, um, pondering what to do. Get some sleep? Nah. Do my homework, perhaps? No. Ah. My friend was talking about this website, which only adults could visit. Hmm. That sounds interesting. What might be in it? Let's check it out. www.somethingweird.com As I hit enter on the browser, a screen pops up and is asking me if I'm 18 plus. I'm not. <laughs> but this is something I know. They don't know that. 
So I look around the room to confirm if I'm all alone, and I press the I am 18 plus button. My heartbeat is up, and my mouth is wide open in anticipation of what might be across the screen. The loading circle is moving. And suddenly, a black page shows up with small pictures on it. I squint my eyes to see what they contain. Oh my God, these are naked women exercising. <laughs> I quickly look away out in shame. I put my hand over my, uh, my eyes and I try to turn towards the screen and let them go. Hmm, looking at naked women is not so nice. There might be some consequences. But my parents always tell me that exercise is good. <laughs> I should explore this. This looks very fascinating. And these naked exercises are so Titanic-like. <laughs> so as I'm enjoying my time on the site, God bless my friend, I feel something is pushing my pants upwards. Uh-oh, what is this? I quickly peek in my pants, and I realize that my once flexible organ has now become a little hard. I try to touch it, and it feels warm. What is happening? This has never happened before. Oh my god. This is punishment, the wrath of God. My mom told me not to watch Naked Woman. I didn't listen to her, and now God is punishing me for it. Nobody can ever know what unspeakable thing I've just done. If my parents get to know about this, they might throw me out of their house. If my neighbors get to know about this, how will my parents face them in the society? So I quickly rush to the washroom to inspect the situation carefully. My penis looks like a half-molten iron rod. I touch it and it feels warm. So I turn to the only thing I know will help. I raise my hands and start praying to the Almighty. <laughs> oh God, please make this go away. I promise I will never watch Naked Woman again. I wait, but nothing happens. I am terrified. Maybe God is very angry with me. I try to touch my penis again, but it is hotter and stronger than before. <laughs> I'm utterly distraught. Huh, maybe God wouldn't just help me like that. He wants me to try something out. Ah, maybe I should apply some cold water 
and shampoo on my penis so that the heat goes down and everything returns back to normal. You know, exactly how a heated car problem is solved. So I turn the tap on and start rubbing my penis in cold water. This is my last option. I'm very desperate. I'm hoping against hope that this works. But to my utter dismay, with each rub, my penis becomes hotter and stronger. Tears have started to well up in my eyes. Nothing is working. What should I do? Why did I have to go to a site which is not for me and then watch naked women exercising there? I have let everybody down. God, my parents, and myself. Shit. I have to start getting ready to go to the mosque. How will I ever hide my hard pee-pee in the tight garments I have to wear there? The looks people will give me. They'll know what unforgivable thing I've done and how God has banished me for it. My parents will have to migrate to another city. I slowly slide myself down on a stool in the bathroom, put my head over my arms, and start crying in utter helplessness. I guess I have to live with my concrete penis for all my life now. I have to deal with it. As I'm crying, some of my tears roll down my cheeks and onto my penis. I look down to inspect what is happening. To my disbelief, my penis has started to get colder and colder and smaller and smaller. Maybe God has finally forgiven me. My tears have started to rain due to the relief I am feeling. God has forgiven me and has also bestowed me with the right antidote for 18 plus websites. My tears of repentance. Thank you. To tell a story like that with grace and humor is very tricky, but I personally think Mustafa did a pretty good job. Next up is a story from Jenny, and I'm going to let you connect the dots here. Here is Jenny. I am a tropical girl. I grew up in Singapore, a country just one degree away from the equator. I attended a really conservative all-girls high school, where our school uniform has to be as loose as a sack, and uh, the length of our skirts has been longer than our kneecaps. Something like this. <laughs> Part of our school motto was to be prudent and uh, dignified, like a lady. 
even when the Singapore weather is freaking hot at 35 degrees Celsius. Wow, eh. That's a Singlish, by the way. Uh, one day I grew up and I went to Finland. <laughs> I know this is the complete opposite. I mean, the weather goes down to minus 35 degrees Celsius. Especially in northern Finland, that's above the Arctic Circle. Oh gosh, I had a tough time adjusting to this extremity in the temperatures. I mean, it's like my pores were allergic to this freezing cold, man. At that time, I neglect to say, I had been dating a Finnish boyfriend for about a year. Uh, he invited me to this uh, strange party that I was uh, obligated to go. <laughs> uh, it was held in Helsinki during Vapu. Uh, and Vapu is this boisterous festival taking place in the first week of May every year. Uh, at that time, there were many such strange parties, uh, mostly including a lot of people who don't know each other, like you guys, all huddled together in an enclosed space, sweating a lot. Not the gym. It was a sauna party invitation. Aha. But not only was it the all-off mixed gender type, <laughs> the university that was organizing it was trying to break the Guinness World Record for the largest sauna in the world. <laughs> uh, um, they did it. They basically built from scratch a makeshift up, uh, outdoor, upsized wooden box that was twice as big as the current record holder in Germany at that time. Do you know what this means? It means it could hold twice as many naked people, both male and female. I'm so not used to it. Um, being a very naive Singaporean girl, I was thinking to myself, okay, should I wear my bikini or should I do something to be hygienic? <laughs> and it turns out, no need lah. <laughs> you just have to sit still in the steam and uh, pretend to be meditating and staring awkwardly at each other's private parts. Um, actually, only I thought it was awkward. Because you see, the only porn that I watch, I'm so sorry, there's a child in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> that I've ever watched, uh, just close your ears. Um, <laughs> the only pornography that I've ever watched was, uh, Japanese. Please don't Google tonight. <laughs> and, um, the, Men's things are, you know, uh, pixelated. Yeah. But then in Finland, oh, the men's, uh, organ, uh, is not just used for intercourse or peeing. It's totally natural to have all of them hanging out in full view. I felt, uh, voyeuristic. I was like, I don't know where to place my eyes in the sauna. I want to look, but I don't dare to look. Where should I look? <laughs> Yeah, um, there were so many, you know, bare-skinned, undressed boys letting it swing loose that to me, I had this feeling. It was like opening the Pandora's box of penises. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Lifetime experience. <laughs> yeah, never before. Uh, I realized something. 
Um, the Finns, they don't have the same shame of nudity as Asians do, right? To them, being nude is just being as close as possible to nature, being blessed by Mother Earth and being grounded through your body. Mm. Um, <laughs> now, this sauna party uh, was not restricted to current students. You can have alumni of the university, you can have professors, <laughs> you can have even the president of Finland, if he wanted to. Seriously. Uh, or stark naked in the same hot box. Uh, not doing the fist bump, but the buttock bump. <laughs> yeah. You could talk your way to a better grade with your professor. You can talk profound topics like uh, politics and philosophy with president while having sweat drip, drip, drip in between your crouches. <laughs> Very good. But unthinkable in Singapore. <laughs> I'm sure they found me awkward, weird, poor girl, because I was trying to like cover myself while pretending I'm doing a neck rub. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was trying to act like, oh, chaste and proper. And I was trying to not to compare myself with all the gorgeous Finnish girls in the same sauna. A lot of pink nipples and uh, gold bushes. Mm. Uh, but, but, but back to the Unclothed boys. I'm more interested in them, right? <laughs> I couldn't help but notice them. I mean, they were really in full Monty glory right in front of me. <laughs> was not a the, the computer. <laughs> um, and they were really in full Monty glory in front of me in all shapes uh, and ages and uh, sizes. Ah, I was a little bit astonished uh, because... In my mind, Finnish men are the post-Vikings, right? So they appear quite hunky, stallions. Like, yet uh, surprisingly, some of them have, uh, how should I put it? Uh, pencil dicks. <laughs> only, only some of them, only some of them. Um, um, there's no Finnish man in this Hong Kong crowd, or hopefully nobody in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, only some of them, caveat. Uh, Yes. So in the end, how did I survive all these different levels of culture shocks? I summon my inner sisu. And what I mean by that is if you ask any Finn, what does it mean to be truly Finnish? The word sisu always comes up, even though they can't accurately translate this word, it's compound word in English. So sisu is like a sense of tapping into your vulnerability a mix of inner strength for really difficult times. It's like endurance, resilience, determination, all rolled into one. Did you know the Finns have this World Sauna Championships? <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> the temperature goes as high as 110 degrees Celsius. I'm not kidding, somebody died in 2010. That's higher than the boiling point of water. They have to sit inside there, evaporating. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Singaporeans can't take that kind of stuff. Most of us are pretty useless. I mean, when Singaporean tourists travel overseas, we usually have a reputation of complaining incessantly. Like, ayo, there's too much sand on this beach lah. Damn, my five euro ray bands. Why they look so fake, huh? Ah, little known fact for you. Did you know the, the, the Finns also have another habit? After a sauna, they would dig a hole in the frozen lake and then they dip themselves in it to cool themselves down. 
And even when their penises shrink in the sub-zero ice cold water, they don't complain. I want to have, you know, such a little strong fin living inside me. So I summoned all my sisu, and I managed to survive uh, three years of this hot and cold, crazy, <laughs> in the buffer parties. <laughs> now, if you ask me today, I think this hot and cold buff parties in your birthday suit, they're actually more fun than the booze and drinking parties we have so often. Because you don't need any illusions from drinking a lot of beer to suddenly find a guy mm, looking more handsome. <laughs> Somehow the handsome factor increases when uh, you have unbridled access uh, visually uh, to a gentleman's uh, everything. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, it turns out that my high school, all girls high school principal may be wrong. Uh, there are benefits to not covering up. <laughs> So, yeah, what, what started off as a very strange vacation three years ago uh, has changed my approach to life. I'm now more open-minded to new experiences, new challenges, uh, new saunas, and uh, new penises. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's story, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.